Welcome to the True Masculine Project. My name is Eric. I'm your host and fellow student on the path of masculinity. On this show, we will discuss personal development and masculine principles so we can be the best men that we can be. If you are new to the show, welcome, and you may want to head on over to the intro episode. Uh, describes the format and a little bit more about what we want to cover here. And for the rest of us, on to the show. All right, welcome back to the project. And today, uh, since we defined terms in the last episode, uh, which you should check out, uh, but for the most part, if you prefer to do the pursuing instead of being the pursued, right, then this is going to be the place for you as far as relationship dynamics uh, go. And also moving forward, I'm going to like men, masculine, etc., because I'm, frankly, masculine and masculinity are just longer words um, are going to be used interchangeably on this on this podcast. I've already talked about who the show was for and, and the audience I was trying to reach, right? And we've had a defining terms episode. Uh, so this should be pretty simple moving forward. Now, today I want to talk about boundary setting, how important that's going to be. And then just an overall uh, purpose, a, a goal that you should set, which gets to move around, right? Like you have multiple purposes. There's not just one giant theme that your life needs to follow uh, that all men should have. And then... In future shows, we'll get to some of the more tactical type things. I mean, the tactics are good to know. Um, I definitely employ them in my day to day, as most people should, especially when the situation meets the need. However, you as a person just want to sort of embody, right? Be that type of person. And that's easier to do um, from the inside out, but everybody's making progress, and sometimes it's easier to just don a mask let's say or pick up like a way of being and try it on see if you like it um we'll cover some of those things too in the future so boundary setting when you go to change your life or to do anything different than what you've done before you're going to run up against resistance from anyone who has previously known you now this could be some of the crabs in a bucket mentality where everybody is used to playing a certain role and you trying to change and make a difference, you know, advancement in your life is going to cause them to have to look at their lives. And when someone you know is making changes, it could be a little comfortable for people, especially if they have fixed mindsets uh, because it makes them look at their lives and, and wonder why they aren't doing the things that they said they're going to do. Um, so there's going to be uh, some resist resistance there to what you're trying to do, the person you're trying to be, so boundary setting is going to be important. And if people aren't willing to respect those boundaries, then you'll need to redefine the relationship that you have with them. Um, I mean, obviously you would like to keep friends that you had for a long time, as long as there isn't some sort of egregious uh, break that you know this person just shouldn't be in your life anymore. As far as meeting new people and how to go about doing that, especially as an adult, I know that could be difficult. Or if you're new in town, right, it could be difficult. Uh, we'll cover some of that stuff in the future episodes when we get to tactical type things. So don't worry there. Main takeaway is that if someone is purposely trying to impede your progress, crabs in a bucket style, and you've tried some of these communication techniques that we're going to talk about here today, and they don't want to respect it, then you need to drop them, right? Like uh, keeping somebody around, tend to go as far as your five closest friends, 
having somebody with negative chatter in your ear all the time while you're trying to make changes is going to make it uh, difficult, if not impossible, for you to get to where you want to go in life. Uh, so, all right, on to the first point here. So the first point when we talk about boundaries is people need to know the boundary actually exists. You can't assume that uh, because you would respect something in a certain manner means that somebody else would respect that same thing in a certain manner. Uh, all relationships should be defined in terminology that you both use the same way, right? So that everyone knows what the expectations are. Now, this isn't necessary in all relationships. Like if it's a really tertiary relationship, like some drinking buddy that you guys hang out and sort of talk about a few things. Uh, generally, th those don't end up coming across uh, personal lines like that. However, if they do, you need to make it known, right? Don't just assume that somebody was trying to be a dick to you. They may not even know because someone's experience is always going to be different from somebody else's experience. But if you don't verbalize, actually verbalize it, don't assume, like I said, verbalize that this is a, a problem here and there's respectful ways to do it. You don't have to stand up against somebody's face and tell them how fucked up something was. But hey, if you could, when you say this to me, if you could use it in this language instead of this type of language because X, Y, Z, or hey, I didn't like the way that came across, if you could try this, or if you could not talk about X, Y subject because of whatever, you know, related to something personal. Uh, but frankly, your relationships are yours. So if there's something that you don't want to talk about, something you don't like, something you disagree with, that's going to be a deal breaker and someone keeps bringing it up all the time. Well, then at that point, you know it's time to walk away from something. And the big thing here is to let them know that you don't blame them or you're not assigning blame, right? So it's not their fault. Uh, like I said, the first time is more people don't know what they're doing. Uh, so everybody gets a pass, right? Hey, whenever you do X, it makes me feel Y. And then follow up with, you know, whatever reason why you feel that way. Generally, if the person cares about you at all, They'll apologize or like, hey, I didn't know, and they'll you won't have to deal with it again, right? But you'll continue to feel small or slighted by people or belittled in some sort of way or that people don't care about you. It goes on and on with all the stories that we just make up in our heads when the other person has no idea that you even felt that way in the first place. So the first part about boundaries is that you need to actually define them. And you'll probably have more of these conversations with the older relationships that you've had, especially if you hung around with somebody who maybe said some things. For the most part, you guys were cool, but that there's some slight jabs in there that you thought may have crossed the line, but you sort of laughed it off because you didn't run want to rock the boat. Uh, yeah, you're going to have to rock the boat a little bit. And now it's going to be okay, and generally people tend to respect you when you stand up for yourself. And obviously the reason why you'll have less of these with newer people that you meet or people that you meet after changes is because that's the only version of you that you that they know. So there's no need to define a boundary. They're just used to treating it um, in that manner. You know, so like, for example, a big pet peeve of mine is last minute cancellations. And I do mean last minute. So if you cancel a couple hours beforehand, that's fine. But if I'm about to walk out the door to meet you to go do something uh, because we've had this plan for a while and then two minutes beforehand, you text me and say that you can't make it the first time something like that happens unless you're like hey i was in a car accident or something uh which case there's no reason to enforce that i'll be like hey if you could let me know with a, a bit more notice ahead of time so i could plan my day that would be great 
if someone's going to do that more than once and they don't appreciate your time, they don't value your time, then they don't really care, right? And the, the point of life is to invest in relationships that are going to return that same sort of commitment and care to you, right? If someone's going to do you like that, uh, they're always going to behave that way. And if you aren't fine with people doing a certain type of behavior, like I said, mine is extremely last minute cancellations, then you don't have to be okay with that, right? You can find somebody else to hang out with. And it's not like this is something that you need to keep on a piece of paper that every time you meet somebody, you go down this list like, hey, these are things I'm not okay with. And if you're not fine with this, then we can't be friends. It's just sort of like whenever you run into the situation, you bring it up that this is an issue, that you don't like this sort of behavior. And we'll lightly touch on this now. Uh, this will probably be included in a later episode about uh, specifically about dating. But this also includes defining the relationship with the women in your life, right? Uh, if, you, if you're looking for a certain type of thing from someone, they need to know upfront and preferably before there's any sort of major commitment from both people's sides. That way you know what you're getting into. You don't need to lie, right? And you don't need to hide what you are actually looking for in an interaction with someone. Being open, upfront, and honest is always the best way to go. And if people leave and they walk out, then that just was not the person for you. There are plenty of people, unless you live in some podunk town, in which case you probably need to move. Another piece of this that's important, and this will probably come up again in relationship management, but uh, good to touch on here too, like the previous point, is that people have to know what your expectations of them are. Uh, and the problem with that is that people tend to receive, want to receive in the way that they like to give. And that may not be how that person that you're speaking to gives back um, in their eyes, right? So, for example, if you like to hook people up with connections, like you're the networker guy. Uh, hey, I have a, I, like the, I have a guy guy. Everybody knows that person. Like I could hook you up with this person who does X or this other person over here that does Y. And that's how they return favors. Uh, but let's say like you're the, if you go somewhere, I pay for something person. Now they may never offer to pay because you always offer to pay. And in their heads, they are paying you back with the, with the connections, right? And they may not be doing this consciously. It's just how people exchange value. Um, and when I mean value in this case, it's like what they like versus what somebody else likes in a relationship. And if you never brought it up, that it's an issue that you always pay and it's not the same thing to you to get an introduction than to have to pay for lunch all the time. And then one day you just blow up. Uh, that's on you for not letting them know that up front. Uh, but that'll be covered more in details in the relationship management portion. Okay. So Eric. That all this boundary setting is great, but how do I know what to set my boundaries around? Well, I'm glad you asked, and that's what we're about to get into here now. So purpose, or um, as I like to describe it, sort of a vision for your life that you maintain, uh, that you strive towards while being okay with who you are as a person currently, and that you can make adjustments to. Now this is going to inform the majority of your life and help you make decisions with setting these boundaries and decisions in general. You have to know who you are and be comfortable in all of this or none of this works. And if you have never sat down to think about what goals you have next, what do I even like and dislike, um, 
There's a book called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind um, by Vision. And he details, and you can skip over a lot of the sort of spiritual stuff if you want. Um, I find it interesting. The big thing in this book, though, is he does an exercise where you walk through what you would like your life to look like if you just gave yourself permission to dream as wildly as possible. And then you rate that to where your life is now. And there's some exercises in there about moving from point A to point B. And it doesn't have to be permanent. You could make adjustments to parts of this. A lot of this is going to be like who I am as a core person items. And most people don't make major shifts in this department. Uh, you may slide over a little bit of one direction or another based on the belief that you used to have. Uh, but for the major majority of most people, unless they've had some giant awakening that, oh shit, the person I was was fucking terrible before, they tend to just be similar versions of that with the edges not being as rough, right? So this is important because the this is what you're going to make your decisions on and what does and does not fit with you. Uh, this is also why boundaries are important because the decisions you decide to make may not be popular or what other people are going to do and your ability to stand firm in your decision-making and what you want your life to look like is going to dictate the amount of happiness and what you get done that means anything to you in this lifetime. And most people won't do this work. They've never actually examined what it is that they actually want out of their lives or what type of structure, type of person they want their lives to look like. And they reflect it. They work jobs that they hate, that they may have gotten into that type of field because it just seemed like the right thing to do at a time. And if I make enough money, I can earn my way to freedom, which is a trap, folks. Uh, you end up just spending a bunch of money generally, like what you make people spend up to a certain level of that because they haven't really gotten out of the earn more to spend more to earn more loop and you end up with these miserable people who work for other people in jobs they hate for the most of their lives and then you end up dead or um you either you either break out of it sometime at some point and you go to live which by the way no matter how old you are you probably have plenty of life left in front of you especially if you're listening to this and you can always make that change now or at least work on making that change is part of it gonna suck sure uh, is it gonna suck more, worse than doing some shit that you don't like for the remainder of your life nah and even if you are let's say 35 40 and you decide to make some changes like you may have some additional responsibilities and you have to pick up some extra work or do some things on the side and if you speak to people in your lives about what you want um, usually those conversations go pretty well especially if it means anything to you but the alternative is to just keep marching like another 40, 50 years. Most of us are going to make it to 85, 90 with the way healthcare is done as far as longevity. And that's a long ass time. Another 40, like if you think you've been alive for a long time at 40, uh, imagine another 40 of those bad boys doing shit that you hate. That's miserable. Um, so defining who you are, what you actually care about and what you want your life to look like is going to be vastly important. And then putting up these barriers these tracks for yourself are going to be really important in making sure that you reach the, the goal that you're looking for. So uh, some things to consider, like if you're younger and right now purpose is like, hey, I want to be in shape 
and I want to get good at XYZ skill and I want to finish this degree or I want to start this company or whatever it is. You actually need to sit down and write those things out for you for yourself. Rank them in order of importance and then back that down into the daily activities you need to do in order to get to this type of person. And you're not stuck in it. So say you try something and you decide that you hate it. Not that it was hard or it didn't work immediately because those are going to be two separate things. The shit takes work. Anything that you've seen somebody do, they all sucked at it at first before they were really good at it. Nobody just came out the womb and was running around like Messi, right? Making everybody look stupid. Uh, Messi's a soccer player, soccer player for people who don't know. But uh, the point is you don't start off great. So if you enjoy doing something, but it's hard uh, to do or it's hard to move into a place where you can make some money off of it or whatever your goal is, good. Part of that uh, part of that work is important. The, the longer you work at it, the easier it's going to get, just like any other skill that you've ever learned. But if you hate it, like the actual activity, then you can move on to something else. No shame in that. Um, just make sure that when you decide to move on to something new, it's actually because you don't like it and not that you're just choosing to give up because the road's a little bit more difficult than what you thought it was. Uh, especially if this is something that you come back to over and over and over again, then you really want to go ahead and just buckle down and get started. So once you have these things written down and ordered and you don't have to write, you know, order your whole life like some A to Z type thing, just a few important things that are going to be the major movers, things that you really care about. So like for my examples, this podcast, getting these things out, uh, whether it makes any money or not, whether it draws a big audience or not, these recordings could just be for me, any future children or something that I decide to do because the message, I'm not seeing it put out in this particular manner. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But it's been on my heart to do for a while. So I'm doing it. Also, I like to work out. So getting up and working out three times a week or whatever, how many days you set, needs to be set as important. And this doesn't mean you're always going to want to do it. Sometimes going to the gym is a pain in the ass and nobody wants to get up if it's cold outside or early in the morning or whatever agreement or schedule that you've made, but the consistency over the long term is going to be what gets you to where you want to go. And how you know that is from doing the episode, doing the exercise, setting a purpose, what actually means something to you, uh, writing it down, putting it on paper makes it so that you can see it. And it's not just a jumble of ideas that you have in your head, but actual pen to paper. I've written these things down. They're out of my head and clear in front of me that this is what I care about and this is what I need to do or just admit to myself that I don't care about those things. And that's fine, but let's just be real with yourself. If you do decide that you care about it, uh, that you could work on different sort of strategies to help you hold yourself accountable. Um, and this will also help with decision-making so that you don't get angry at people because you allowed yourself to be swayed by somebody else's idea. And then when it didn't come back and worked, you're like, oh man, I knew I should have just did what I wanted to do in the first place, then you should have fucking did it. Don't ask for people's advice, take it and then get mad at them. They're going to give you their perspective. And I used to do this a lot. If you want to make a decision and you're going to live with the consequences of your decision, then make that decision. I'm not saying don't ask people for their input or what they think makes the most sense, 
but this is your life. Take some responsibility, right? There's only this sign blaming yourself if it did not work out. But a decision that you made that does not work out feels a thousand times better than if you followed somebody else's advice and it doesn't work out because you're going to really hate the fact that you just didn't do what you wanted to do in the first place. And that's going to cause some problems in your relationships, right? Because you're going to run around blaming, well, you told me to do this. You didn't have to do that. Why'd you take their advice for? Like, if it means something to you, you need to do it. Do not put the blame off on somebody else because you decided to wimp out on it, basically, and not do what you needed to do. Not saying you need to be a tyrant, depending on what the decision is. Like, if you decide you need to do something and you are responsible for taking care of other people, and you can't just pick up a move across the country at the time to do it, then to see if there's another way to get it done in the location that you're at. If you can't do it, then you may need to have a harder conversation about maybe splitting some time in one location and another location, or how important is it really to do this thing um, in this actual manner. Uh, if it's not more important than what you have, then this is the reason why you rank these things in the first place. And, uh, you know, if you need to make a decision that breaks a relationship because it is ultimately the best thing for you and you're okay with that consequence, then I would suggest that you do it. But the only way you know that that's more important is if you've actually sat down and figured out what was actually fucking important to you instead of just drifting along uh, like most people do. And... You'll find that even if things are a little bit harder in terms of like, you may have to sleep in a car, you may have to sleep on the floor. When I moved to Kansas City, I lived with a buddy of mine for a year. And after that, I got an apartment and I didn't have a bed. So I fucking slept on egg crates and some sheets, you know, egg crates, the foam, not egg crates as an actual egg crates, but those foam little toppers that you can buy for mattresses. Got an apartment, put that bitch on the ground and slept on that. Like there is a way to do what you were trying to do. And that's not even moving to some fancy city. That was just getting out of my previous circumstances because I need to make some changes. And I was never gonna do it where I was. Um, so you can do things that may not be comfortable and you may have to tell some people that, you know, have some uncomfortable conversations. But the point is that you only get one shot at this, at least that anybody remembers. And it's important to make the decisions that you're going to be able to live the rest of your life with and not have that what if when it's too old and you're not able to do them anymore. I can't imagine something that sucks worse than realizing you are dying or just you say you make it to 80 and then all the shit you want to do, the backpacking, you know, traveling to see countries before you're super old and can't do them. If you like cruises outside of the COVID time that we're in right now, uh, so you can tell when I recorded this bad boy, then go on your cruises. Do what is important to you while you are young and you still have the ability to do them. Find a way to work these things into your schedule if they are actual priorities. Um, that way you're not left with any regrets at the end. If you decide you want to see how strong you can be, then get in the gym and get a trainer. If you decide that climbing the ladder, the corporate ladder at some firm is what you want to do and you really enjoy that, you want to be on top of that bad boy, then get in there and do that. And this isn't to say that you're stuck with these things, but knowing where you are going is going to make the direction, you know, guiding your life, the decisions you make that much easier 
and is going to provide some real fulfillment. And the reason why this is important before we get to the this is how you should talk to people, this is how you carry yourself sort of conversations is that people want to be around people who are happy. People know when you have a direction in life, you just you give it off. I don't know if it's just in body language, it's when people speak. And if you are doing things that you don't care about and you feel depressed or shitty all the time, that is going to come through. People want to be with other people who are happy, like at the bottom at the bottom line. And no one's going to want to spend any time with you if you don't want to spend any time with yourself. So one of the easiest ways of being happy is to know who you are, really get down to what you want out of this life, and then what steps do I need to take to achieve these goals? So to recap here, uh, the things we've covered today, part one was boundaries. So you don't need to be a dick about it. Uh, if people need to actually know what the boundary is, you can't assume that they know it because, oh, well, everybody feels that way. I promise you that they do not. And you'll find that your life goes a bit easier when people understand uh, what you expect out of them. And if for some reason you want to keep a relationship that someone isn't going to behave in a way that you find agreeable, then you need to adjust your expectations and love that person if they're going to be in your life for who they are without expecting them to be any different, um, which is probably, if you think about it, what the definition of actual love is and a relationship with somebody else anyway, is that I don't need you to change in order for me to be comfortable with you. Uh, however, if someone can make some small adjustment, you're not asking them to be an entirely different person that would make living with them or dealing with them a little bit easier. Just go ahead and make that ask. But if you don't do it, no one ever knows. And on the purpose side of things, actually figure out what you care about. This doesn't have to be some lifelong thing. You can make adjustments to this at any time. But the more you know what you care about, who you want to be when I grow up, but just in the, in the future sometime, what you actually give a shit about and the steps you need to take to work towards the things you actually give a shit about, you can organize the rest of your life in a way that's going to make you a happier person. Even if things are harder, if you are enduring enduring them, going through these things, because it is for something that means a lot to you, even if it fails, it's going to feel better and frankly be more possible than working and doing something that you hate because you just sort of fell into it and then you wonder why you're depressed all the time so with that i love you guys we'll be back either friday or monday next week um we'll probably get to talking about some conversational things maybe start with a little body language one of my favorites and stay safe thank you for hanging out with me on the true masculine project please like rate and subscribe in your favorite podcasting app uh, if you want to interact with the show, you can catch us on Instagram at true, T-R-U-E-M-P underscore podcast. See you next time.